Hello again. We are Chris Lee and Max Barr of Southeastern 14. Our chief antagonist, Blake Lovell, taking the day off. He's on the aisle with voice difficulties. Got to get this man back. Man, it's what's he doing? It's 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 a home stretch, man. You gotta you gotta stack in your wins to to make the tournament, to to do where you what you need to do in March. And was there anything going on late last night? Was no. there any any reason why people might stay up later than they would normally? I mean, if you were me, you were doing bracketology and stuff like that. But... <laughs> I love it. In all seriousness, um, a reminder, our video is brought to you by Bet Online. Playoff time has come and gone. Your Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. Our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for odds, whether that be football, basketball, whatever, stats, trends, lines from everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade. BetOnline is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to BetOnline. Join today. Get in on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. Well, power rankings, Max Barr, they start at the bottom. Boy, do we have a debate at the bottom. And here's how we settled it. There's two teams in discussion. One beat the other last week. One actually held a halftime lead this week. The other one did not. Missouri, you're 14. Yeah, we're we're splitting hairs here down on the bottom, aren't we, Chris? Um, we are. Not much, not much criteria to work with here. Uh, Missouri, it's a it's a tough stretch right now without your main guy, Sean East. Um, right before we started recording, Chris, we saw report Sean East day to day, probably back this week, hopefully, if not, definitely next week if he's on the day to day tag. Um, but. Yeah, you know, still winless, and the opportunities are, what, we're in mid-February now, Chris, my gosh, the opportunities are starting to slim down. Uh, according to Ken Palm, they'll have maybe two decent chances to, to pick up a win. They'll go to Arkansas, Ken Palm gives them 31% chance, and then maybe a home game against Ole Miss, they give them 36%, but I don't know, Chris, we're, we are really flirting with a winless season here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, the, the problem with that schedule is that some of the games that would be more winnable are on the road. On the road, home. yep. Yeah, so so that's that. A number 13 by default, Vanderbilt. The Commodores did beat Missouri a week ago. Led South Carolina at halftime before Carolina woke up, and, and that was that. Hey, I mean, when we're – when we're splitting hairs down here, we're looking at halftime leads. Yeah, okay. Right. That's, so, that's kind of where we are. Yeah, that's where we are with these these two. And Andy put up a good 20 minutes against one of the better teams in the conference and led South Carolina at half before uh, Carolina started knocking down some shots and turned off the water there on on Vandy. But not I mean, not too much to not too much different than uh number 14 there that just Tough season, and it's only been tougher. Number 12, Arkansas. The Razorbacks did get a win this weekend. They which did. makes for what? Three in the league. So yep. Arkansas looks on track to play that opening round SEC tournament game in our backyard. Uh, beat Georgia. Georgia made a late charge. Georgia's always in those games late, but Arkansas – with some veterans making plays, pulls it out. Not a lot for the Razorbacks to play for at this point other than try to position themselves for a deep run in the SEC tournament. 
We'll see if they can pull that off. Number 11, LSU, which was right in it with Alabama until late. And then Alabama does what it does, just pulls up, piles on the points against anybody and everybody. Will Baker had one heck of a week. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan Wright went MIA last week, and when he's not playing well, it's going to be tough for LSU to win. Yeah, I mean, what a what a tough week for for the Tigers. You get you get Tennessee on the road, and you get Alabama uh, coming off of the the Iron Bowl rematch. So they're they're coming in pissed off, you know, needing to bounce back. So man, just just had a real tough slate there Wednesday and Saturday game. Uh, and now you got to go on the road twice back to back at Florida at South Carolina. Th- that is just a brutal four game stretch. Brutal four game stretch for LSU. I still like the team. I, they they still put up ninety two on Alabama. I know it might have been a little bit of garbage time stuff, but they they pass the eye test at times and, and can really space the floor. And they do have some bigs that they can rotate. They just haven't been able to put it all together. One and five in the last six. Things are kind of coming apart here for LSU. Number 10, Georgia. Could have made the argument for Georgia even be 12, given that Arkansas beat it, but that was in Fayetteville. LSU and Georgia right there next to each other in Ken Palm. Yeah, this team just cannot seem to catch a break late or, or make a break or whatever you want to say. I want to see where Georgia is in Ken Palm's luck this year. Okay, it's 189, not as bad as I would have thought. Uh, LSU is 286 in luck, according to Ken Palm. That's the kind of the variance between what your record ought to be and what it is. And Again, we, we have felt like for a while this team was the NIT tier along with, with LSU, and nothing happened last week to change that. Yeah, I mean, there, there, I mean there's really not much separation, in, in my opinion, between a, a team like this and, and LSU, but – I mean, you're, you've dropped five straight, so you're definitely on a on a tough stretch. There's no doubt about it. But out of the four conference wins, you've beaten Missouri, Arkansas, and LSU. So it would be tough to tough to move those teams up and bump them ahead of Georgia. Um, and then Georgia also has that crazy away win at South Carolina. That's just kind of looking like the best win of their year right now. Um, but yeah, and and now they're gonna have to play a game against Florida on Saturday after the week off. And Blake has been all over this. He's been loving this week off stat about how teams do after yeah. they, they have the midweek off. And they've been doing really good. And now Arkansas just won after their week off. Um, so I think the only team that has lost after having the midweek off is Vandy. So yeah. if Georgia can take this week off, kind of lick their wounds, you've dropped five straight. One of them was an overtime game to Florida that started the five-game skid. You can bounce back and get a home win against a Florida team that just crushed Auburn. Then you get Vandy, and then you get Auburn at home again. So the team is in a tough spot, probably the toughest spot they've been all year here, Chris, with dropping five in a row. But there are some really good home opportunities right around the corner for Mike White. Yeah, and even that status, Blake pointed out, Vanderbilt's the only team to drop that game after having the midweek off, and it played another team that also had the midweek game off there in Tennessee. Go. So had had somebody had to lose. Okay, this is the NCA tier. I think these next three teams you can argue in various orders. We went number nine, Mississippi State. State just beat the tar out of Missouri at home. 
Uh, this is a team that has had trouble on the road. Uh, but right now, nobody's having a lot of trouble with Missouri. State went to Columbia and just took care of business. Yeah, and man, did they do it. They they look the best they have. I know it's Missouri, but they did it without DJ Jeffries, which is yeah. which is surprising. And now I'm not saying there's ever a good time to lose a guy like DJ Jeffries, who is your best perimeter defender, probably. Matthews guards a little bit more of the four and a little bit more post action, but nonetheless, look at like the stretch of games right before this. Uh, they had Alabama away, Auburn at home, Florida away, Kentucky away. Now, once you lose DJ Jeffries, they get Georgia and Missouri. Next two home games, Arkansas at home, Ole Miss at home, two LSU. Like, if there was ever a stretch of conference play that Mississippi State might be able to soak the loss of DJ Jeffries, is this little stretch right here. Um, so, I'm not saying they're back or anything like this or they're going to be making a huge push like we're seeing from Florida um, because it was – Georgia and Missouri, but I mean, it's still a good thing to see positive sign, right, Chris? Yeah. Well, I mean, Mississippi state just got one of the weirdest stats. It is one and six on the road, but it's six and oh, in neutral site games. Now I think you can explain part of the road. Well, not all of it. Road losses, Alabama, Kentucky, Florida, South Carolina, Ole Miss. Not a lot of people have been winning those places. Georgia tech, is the other one that's a quad three loss. Georgia Tech, though, has been known to to pop up. They're and, a bit of a giant killer this year. Yeah, that's that's kind of been the case for that team in Atlanta. And, and then neutral site wins. I mean, Northwestern NCAA tournament team, Washington State NCAA tournament team. So this team is able to win away from home, which has had a hard time winning at other people's buildings. But again, that's a lot of that is is where have those games been played but look this will this will settle itself out and then we went state over Ole Miss which we've got at 8 by virtue of Ole Miss winning head to head i mean there was more that went into it than that yeah. but yeah rebels had the i think had the had a week off or not a week off had a game off this week they had a weird um, saturday off yeah yeah that's that that's uncommon so but again that was you know the counterbalance was Kentucky getting a non-conference game against Gonzaga. So, yeah. So, one one game last week, Tuesday game. Uh, you lose by three at South Carolina. You were getting blown in that game. Come all the way back and have a chance to win. Um, and then you have the the once again here we bring up the week off uh, stat. Now they have to go to Kentucky, uh, where. Rupp Arena has maybe never been more vulnerable in my lifetime yeah. than it is right now. Um, so wh where previously I would be saying, man, Ole Miss, they're great at home, but geez, now they got to go on the road to Kentucky and then they get Mississippi State on the road. No, 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 no. This is a winnable game and they could really uh, turn things around here after dropping two straight. Don't, uh, I feel like with all the craziness that just happened last week, Chris, Ole Miss has kind of just kind of slipped out of the conversations that people are having yeah. about SEC basketball, but they're still right there. Yeah. Well, and despite the losing, so's Kentucky. Cats have lost three of four, four of six. 
blew a game to Gonzaga. I say blew a game. Gonzaga led just about start to right. finish. But a game that Kentucky had to have. Defense just continues to be the theme or, or lack of it. Kentucky gives up 89 points to Gonzaga, working backwards, 77 to Vandy, a bad Vandy offensive team on the road. No, Kentucky scored 109 that game, so uh, ran away from Vanderbilt and hid and, and maybe a lax a little bit on defense, but gave up 92 to – or sorry, 103 to Tennessee, 94 to Florida. So uh, until the Cats can learn to defend, the margin for error just is not large against good teams. Nope, and uh, I was real disappointed in that performance against Gonzaga. I thought that was a great opportunity to catch a team traveling across the country to defend your home court. Don't lose three times in in a row at Rupp for the, you know the only time ever. I thought that was a good you know little bounce back opportunity. And man, the the defense just the the effort. You know, they're they're a Duthiero was flying all over the place. I'm liking the effort, but man, they just. They could not get a stop when they needed it. That's been the story that, Chris, we've been saying all conference season now. And here we are. The defensive efficiency is all the way down to 124 nationally. It just keeps, keeps slipping. It's going the opposite direction. And so is their power ranking. Um, I, I didn't think we would see Kentucky here at seven after that big Z game. But, man, here we are. Do you remember about three weeks ago when when the discussion was there's a, there's the top three, but what order do we put them in? And and here we are, and here and here we are. That just goes to you know you hear the broadcasters saying it all the time. Chris is is the the team that's going to win the national title is not the team that's best right now. It's the team that yeah. will start getting better and keep getting better. And well, we're seeing the opposite here. All right, now we get to some teams that are feeling a little better about themselves than the Wildcats were. We'll start next at number six with Texas A&M. Max had just about, I'm not going to say buried the Aggies, but I was concerned. I I thought this might be a team that was just going to slip into the tournament, maybe take a first-round exit just because of that lack of offense now three really nice performances in a row. And then it seems like this team getting a little better, got a little break, got a one point win over Florida last Saturday, blew out Missouri on the road, and then just demolished Tennessee in the best game that probably anybody's played against the balls all year. A&M has rediscovered scoring from its guards. We know that team's going to be hard nosed. And we had one of the most bizarre moments of the weekend when Buzz Williams did that run to the middle of the court and call a timeout thing. Did you see that? What what was that about? The the guy plays with passion. What what can I say? I, I know I know it got some backlash and everyone was like, that should be a technical. That should be this. I mean, probably, probably should have been something, but I just I love Buzz. He just, he just puts his whole heart and soul into the game and crying in press conferences and stuff. I I love it. He's full of emotion. Um but who was not full of emotion on Saturday was Tennessee because man, oh man, did they put a beat down on the balls? Um, that was a, that was a great Saturday win. Cause I'm looking at the next two Saturdays, Chris, they got to go to Alabama and the Saturday after that, they got to go to Tennessee. So there's gonna be some tough weekends coming up for, for A&M, but I don't want to go as far as to say that win against Florida was like 
season saving. I do the imaginary quote hands there for you. Those of you listening on podcast season saving uh, just as in, in a huge confidence boost. I mean, that was a game where they trailed by 12 in the second half. They, they come back, win that by one, beat Missouri, beat Tennessee. Now you're on a roll here. That, that Florida one could have been huge. Number five, I feel like we need a graphic for this. We don't have it. The Florida Gators. Gators have been coming for a while. Man, the Gators lit into to Auburn in Gainesville on Saturday. My goodness. Auburn was in a little bit of a vulnerable spot having yeah. spent a lot of energy in that thrashing of Alabama. But Florida's been playing really well lately. Finally got a Riley Kugel type performance out of Riley Kugel and, and look out this team. If it can defend a little bit looks to me like it's ready to make some waves. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I tweeted it out last week. Um, and he, he had another great game this week. He only, you know, Florida only played once. There's another team coming off that midweek by that, that one again. Um, but Riley Kugel's a top three shooter in sec play right now. Uh, as far as percentages, he's shooting above 45% three and he was going through a slump in the beginning of the year we were we weren't nagging on him but we were just saying you know like wow geez this was a hot pick for you know SEC player of the year and he's been struggling a little bit maybe that's why Florida's been struggling well look at the success they've been having recently and look at Riley Kugel's numbers and tell me if there's there's something to that uh I really I'm I'm an overreactor Chris I love to just jump all in and all out on a team after one game I am if there's a deep end in this pool, I am head first swan diving into the Florida bandwagon because I love this team. Right, that's two of us. Um, Gators next have got what? Let me. They've got a home game against LSU and then two right, straight Georgia. road, Georgia and Bama. Ooh. Yeah, so. and, and then Vandy. I don't think you'll see an easier four game. And in Missouri, my goodness, you're not going to see an easier five game stretch than what Florida's got in front of it. Basically, what Florida's got is they've got the two games against Alabama and they've got to go to South Carolina. Yeah. If they can get one of those, maybe even two of them, they're sitting real pretty. Hey, I've not really put a lot of thought to this, but let's let's just play along here, okay? Ken Palm okay. has got Okay, I've got I've got something wrong in here because Florida's got a game in Alabama in there in the middle of it. But um, yeah, I missed that one. Other than that, though, four out of five games, Florida's favored to win according to Ken Palm. The Alabama game's on the road, so that's going to be tough. But that's I mean, game. We, we've talked about SEC championship race, what that looks like. If if Florida can pull an upset or two, it's got a it's it's a snowball's chance but it might have a chance to sneak in there the way this team is playing. I just, I really like the the makeup of the team and the pieces. Yeah. They have the front court depth where it's, they just wear on you and wear on you and wear on you. And you can't physically impose your will on them down low. They're just, they're to what Tyree Samuel, 240, hand Logan 240. They're just, they're big. They're huge. And then they have all those guards. It's just, it just looks good. I, I like the I like the pieces. I like how the, they match up with with Auburn and Tennessee and these physical SEC teams that kind of like to punch you in the mouth. You're not punching Florida in the mouth. I really like this team. Well, this team got punched in the mouth once and then 
threw a pretty good punch in Alabama's mouth the game before that. That's Auburn, which just it, – it's not fair to say that Auburn is one team at home and another team on the road entirely because it did beat Ole Miss decisively in Oxford two weeks ago. But I, I continue to worry about this team. It's not really put together road performances against good teams consistently. Um, you know, we, we've talked about the the lack of quad one wins. I, I think that if Auburn just goes to Florida, and even if it just loses by a point or two, would probably rank Florida a little differently. But just the – I don't know. The, 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 this team is better than the good things it's done, I guess is a good way to put it, I, I think. But you, at some point, you've got to rank on results. And, and I feel like the teams in front of Auburn have notched more things on their belt than, than have the Tigers so far. Auburn might, might still be the best team in the league, but the, I really thought we'd see something different after what it did to Alabama. Like, now this team is ready to – to start flattening some teams and, and they go to Gainesville and are uncompetitive. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were coming off the biggest win of their, their whole season. So I, the, the letdown was, you could see, you could understand it, how they would come in a little bit flat to Florida, but th- this is one thing. And I think you feel similarly, Chris is the, the shooting on the road. And now they did it. They did it against Ole Miss in the second half, right? They had a great second half. Got to remember they were they were down by double digits for pretty much the entire first half. Um, Auburn was. So I'm just going to read you real quick their road shooting numbers past few games. Uh, just recently at Florida, they shoot three of sixteen from three. Mm. Uh, the last loss against Mississippi State, six of twenty four, twenty five percent. The one before that, the the first. Alabama game, five of 25. Those are the games they're losing. Is with These games where they have three threes, four threes, five threes. And that's going to happen again. They're not going to make mm-hmm. double-digit threes every single game. And that worries me. And now we're splitting hairs, guys. We're splitting hairs. These are these top, these top teams. Uh, go to any analytics site you want to look at. They're going to be top 10, top 15. It's We're talking about really good teams here. But... Auburn has shown flaws on the road, and now it comes up again, and it's starting to become a little bit of a trend. And we would just be, it would it would be not fair of us to completely ignore that. Would you say that's? Would you agree with that, Chris? Yeah, I think it is, and I'll I'll tell you another thing is that we got some bones to pick with the next team based on where it plays too, and that's yeah. number three, Alabama. An eighteen point loss at Auburn. Uh, before that, you know, a couple games before, got beat by 20 at Tennessee. Now, look, in between, road win at Georgia, road win at LSU. But it, Alabama just has no-showed in some road games uh, this year against the, the the cream of the crop. Uh, really, really hard to beat at home. I think still just one home loss this year, right? That to Clemson? Clemson. Yeah. So, Defense an issue with this team, uh, 76th in Ken Palm. Let me see what Alabama is in conference only now, sixth. Uh, number one in offense. So, I, I don't know. I, I just want to see a little more consistency from Alabama. But this is a brutal league, and maybe that's just the way it goes. Yeah, it's it's a tough team to really nail down and, and know what you're going to get from just because it's either – 
they blow the when's the last time they had a close game was it home against auburn i think that's the only game in conference play besides the vanderbilt opener that alabama has played in single digits i mean georgia was nine but they were Right. No, you're right. I hadn't. You know, I mean, it's either the Auburn game was was a four point game. Yeah, it's it's either they get blown out or they're blowing you out. It's a it's a weird it's a weird type of you know. I wouldn't say it's weird. You you can kind of expect it when you look at the numbers and you're like, okay, well, this team's going to win with their offense. They're going to outrun you. You're not going to be able to keep up with them, and they're going to make probably double the amount of threes as you. And when that doesn't happen, they go nine of twenty six from three at at Auburn, only make four more threes, get out-rebounded, lose a turnover battle, and there you have it. So, I mean, once again, I want to just reiterate, because I'm sure we'll have some fans that just skip right to their team section. I want to reiterate, this is a top-10 team in Ken Palm. This is the number six team in the country with the number one offense. Like, they are very good, but just for when we're doing power rankings, they just got blown out by 20 on the road. So, I mean, but what team didn't get blown out on the road here, Chris? I mean, gee. The, the carnage, look, I'm I'm in the middle of doing a bracketology, so I'm looking at everybody. Yeah. Nobody is really – there's two or three teams that are playing really well everywhere week to week. So, I shouldn't be picking – we're not really needing to pick on Alabama. It is what it is. But it's just – I think everybody's having a problem winning away from home. But here's the here's what exacerbates Alabama's problem. It is number six in the country in percentage of field goals taken from three-point range. So when the shots aren't falling, there's a big range of performance. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the turnover issues. Conference only, let's see where Alabama is. It's 13th in turnover. So out of conference, it wasn't that bad. In conference – it is that tells you right there why this team has such a wide range of outcomes. Yeah. Those two numbers. Yeah, you just you could. I mean, geez, they put up 109 on LSU both times. Yeah, I mean, I I know LSU isn't in the the top five of the SEC, but still, you put up 109 two times on any team. That's that's crazy. So they can absolutely explode and look like world beaters, but also they can turn the ball over three straight possessions and and suffer a 10-0 run in a minute so it's, it's a it's a tough team to put your finger on they do still have the number one offense in the country and that'll take them as far as they want to go yeah LSU was 86th nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency I'd love to see what that number would be if you could just take Alabama out of it out of those two games probably would look a lot different um okay uh this team has risen to number two it's father wow Number two, number two, Chris. Just give me your give me your initial reaction. Your stock is rising. Number two, you are looking at South Carolina at number two. What what are your what's going through your head? Well, what is going through my head is there continues to be a disconnect between what we feel and see and what the computers say. Because yep. if you go by Ken Palm, you've got six teams in this seven teams in this league ahead of South Carolina, uh, which we are not buying that. We're not endorsing that, but it is an oddity of this season, but you've got to, at some point results have to matter. This team keeps getting results. It has now been almost a month since South Carolina lost a game. 
and that was to Georgia of all people in Columbia. I, I don't I don't understand how the computer thinks this team is barely a top 50 team. Are you are you kidding me? Well, this this is what it goes back to, okay? Go all the way back to the start of the season. You've got a 10-point win over VMI, 349 in Ken Palm. A 5-point mm. win over DePaul, 300 in Ken Palm. Jeez, DePaul. Yeah. Um, I just think those games are... Those are weighing them down. Yeah, I mean, Charleston Southern, 4-point win. Charleston Southern is 316. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the the game you play when you when you play a tempo that's, I don't know, 10th slowest in the nation, yeah, you're going to be able to have some games where you might be a, a sizable underdog that you're going to, you're going to minimize those game possessions and, and tighten things up. But it kind of works the other way around too, where if you're a sizable favorite, you're going to play the game as slow as you play it. And if you don't hit a few shots, it might be closer than, than anticipated. But I mean, we were talking, um, pre-show Chris and we were like what team in the SEC has been consistent here we I mean we're yeah this team's lost by 20 that team loses by 20 they win by 20 at home then they go on the road they lose by 20 hey one team that's just keeps doing it keeps putting their head down and winning games is South Carolina and you can't say that it's just been a cupcake schedule they beat Kentucky they went to Tennessee and won at Tennessee then in the letdown spot where you have to come off the huge Tennessee win and go on the road again to Georgia, you win that game by 10. They are just taking care of business, and you have to reward them for doing so. Well, and again, some of those games without Colin Murray Boyles, he did not play the first six games of the year. Debatably, he's their best player right now. I mean, it's oh, either and- him or – I mean, it, it, it's either him or Talon Cooper. I'd still probably go Cooper just based on body of work and that he's done it longer. But, um, yeah, he didn't start playing till December 1st. Played four minutes, didn't play his second game with double digit minutes until the nineteenth, and that was Winthrop. He only played ten minutes. Didn't didn't exceed twenty minutes in a game until January night. That was the Alabama game. He's been twenty minutes or more every game since then, and they've won all but but two of those, that being Alabama and Georgia. But again, that's when he was just starting to get into his groove. Well, and and, and Chris, what we have to know, I, I'm sure. We've been beating the drum for for weeks now with saying how Colin Murray Boyles had mono, but when he plays in December, that's not that's not Colin Murray Boyles that we're seeing right now. That's yeah. a guy that just came off of a brutal illness that drains everything out of you, no energy, no yeah. life in you, and you're working back, trying to get your fitness back, your cardio, your strength. Now this is the guy we're that South Carolina expected to have, and. He's, he's taking their game to a new level. Yeah. Number one, Tennessee. Tennessee's been there a while. We're going to get some blowback for that because Tennessee technically fourth in the standings right now. The, yeah. Not that far behind. And what a game back in the loss column look. Tennessee's really only had one stinker all year, unless you count that North Carolina game back in November when Tennessee was – down a lot and made it closer at the end. But North Carolina is a team in contention for the one line. Everybody's going to have a worst game of the year. Everybody's going to have a best game of the year. It felt like that game in College Station was Tennessee's worst and A&M's best. 
I sort of throw that out until we see something like that happen again. Tennessee, just you're not going to find a team in this league that is more balanced offensively and defensively, that has beat some good teams. And that's why I've had Tennessee as my one for probably, I don't know, two months now. And I I think we got it right. I'm sure we're going to have some, some blowback on this, especially since South Carolina beat Tennessee head-to-head a few weeks ago. But I, I just think this is the – if you played a 1,000 basketball games, uh, that, that that's the team I would take to, to win the most of them. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like just because the expectation that we set for Kentucky, them being seven and three right now is a disappointment. Yeah, almost. And it's it's like we should. I have such this negative view. You mean for Tennessee? Or yeah, Tennessee. My, I'm, I'm sorry, my fault. Um, for Tennessee, I have such this negative view on Tennessee mentally, and then I look at the numbers. I'm like, geez, this team is like a half game away from being tied for first in the in the in the SEC. That Tennessee, that Texas A&M game, Wade Taylor starting five of five from three. I mean, they no one was winning that game. You could have you could have put the Warriors out there, and and Wade Taylor starts five of five from three, and I mean it was just a perfect storm for an A&M win. Uh, and I know South Carolina beat them. That's the, that's the thing with this this Tennessee team. We we seen the weakness. We've identified it. Called it out in our previews. Anytime they play one of these tough, physical, slower, uh, grind you on the offensive boards type of teams, it, it might get a little bit shaky. And anytime they play these Florida, Alabamas, Kentuckys, Ole Misses that like to shoot the rock and get out and run, and Tennessee's probably just going to impose their will. We're going to get pushback on them being at number one. Uh, one of the reasons that I really like them, and it, it might be a little bit cheating because we are doing power rankings, but just – the upcoming schedule sets up real nice for Tennessee, Chris. Real nice. They get three straight games against the bottom three. So they get Arkansas, Vandy, Mizzou. And then they get a home game at AM before hosting Auburn. So they have a very good chance. They'll probably be a double-digit favorite in all of those games to go 4-0 and then host Alabama or host Auburn before going to Alabama. So Tennessee has a real good chance just to kind of right the ship here and and kind of silence all the doubters and knock off four straight. I think they I think they got a real good chance to turn it around here. Yeah, and if you look at NC, any NCAA tournament bracket, Tennessee's going to be the the top ranked top ranked SEC team in that too. So, are they still a 2 seed in the projections? I I believe they would be today. I'm working two on seed? mine. I'll I will I won't give it away, but I, I think that's where you can expect Tennessee to be in in most of the. So, anyway, that's it for our power rankings this week. We got predictions coming up. We got recaps when they play the games. For Max Barr, I'm Chris Lee. This is Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.